0: Welcome back to the 912 podcast. If you are listening to this, uh, we just came off the week of, what is it, winter break? Yeah, winter break. So glad you're tuning back in with us. But we are continuing our conversation from last week around this idea of questions and this series we started on Wednesday in 912, which was asking for a friend and basically talking about the power of questions and digging into questions of our faith and not shying away from them. So... I've got some very special guests hanging out with us today, recording a podcast, and that is Mr. Sam Beam and JD. So, how are you guys?
1: Doing good, hanging out.
0: Doing good. Yeah. so So uh, Sam's a professional podcaster. So I do this for a living. He, yeah. He, how, have you? I, sorry, Can you say this? Have you made money off your podcast? Listen, I
1: just <laughs> I just broke a yeah. hundred total like listens. Hey. So I'm a tenth of your podcast. But I'm hey, getting there. Heck, heck no!
0: You're, you you got a. He's kind of a big deal. Uh, straight up. Okay, this is true confessions. We listened to one of Sam's first uh, podcasts, and I think you said in your podcast, like, I'm a grown man recording in a closet right now, or something I wasn't like that. Dude. No
1: it was hey. until that i was in anyway so funny
0: i like to keep it real so jd tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and like what you do at southern hills for those that may not know
2: awesome um so just in case you don't know jd stands for janadia Dunn.
0: oh yeah, yeah i, I just call you jd to, sorry yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no but i mean it's whatever if you can remember janadia good job first of all but jd is fine um but I am the preschool pastor. Um, I love those little kids. They literally just steal my heart every single time. I just get to hang out with them, and I love my job. I really
0: do. Oh, that's sweet. That's saying a lot, because my kids come in there, and they're they're, they're not nice. So. Oh, but they
2: are—I love, I love those boys. They really are good boys. So, and
0: then, Sam, you just started—oh, sorry, I guess both of you just started. But, Sam, what is your position?
1: I am the preteen pastor. Some of you guys listening, I would imagine, probably serve in my ministry. But I do fourth, fifth, and sixth graders, and
0: they're crazy. It's yeah, uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders are the worst. Um, <laughs> you only say that because they called you "tiny hands." That, that is day. true. I got roasted by a bunch of fifth grade girls, and I had self esteem issues for a little bit. So, <laughs> but okay. So we'll dive in right now. It's a true story. That's another. That's another podcast for another day. But here's why I asked JD and Sam to be a part of the conversation today. So. Last week, we talked about the power of questions and that as we ask questions in our faith, that it shouldn't eliminate our faith, but instead it, it should elevate our faith and our understanding of God and ultimately grow us in our relationship with Him. And the reason I want to ask you guys is because if you're listening to this podcast, majority of you fall into the category of high school, which means your end goal in a few years is to maybe be going to college or kind of taking that next step in life. But JD and Sam have both recently graduated college. Well. JD did Sam's work, Sam's working hard to finish right. <laughs> Sam's had a rough like so right. Like you're almost there. I'm close. You're close, did so like didn't they like cut your program or something like that? You,
1: they just don't offer any classes for a whole semester for my program at all.
0: So. So you, I just have to wait. Like I could be graduating, but I just can't. gotta wait. Okay, so either way, both of you have uh, are kind of on the other side of college, and I know personally and many of the people because you've heard me talk about this that students faith gets absolutely obliterated in college and I think the reason that happens is because we give students who have really hard questions we give them Sunday school answers Mm -hmm. and we don't really dive into the the really tough stuff of like you know why do bad things happen to good people like the can we trust the bible what how does science and faith work together like what happened to the freaking dinosaurs you know so those are all serious questions so we're not going to spend majority of this conversation being like, "What was the one thing that you struggled with?" and "How did you get?" This? It's more just like, "Let's talk about the realness and like questions." So let's just let's just get it out there. Of like, did you guys have a phase? Maybe it was in high school or maybe it was in college where you felt like your faith was really under fire and you had to start answering hard questions about your faith. Did you ever say you had a period like that?
1: For me, for sure. I remember there was a time where. um, I was just beginning to grasp what the gospel was in the church I was currently attending, which wasn't Southern Hills, pretty much had a falling out. Um, and so the pastor got fired, the youth pastor that I was under got fired. Um, and so I was kind of left in this limbo. Um, I started dating a girl, and it did not end well either. And so there's just this whole time where I was kind of in a limbo between churches um, in between pastors and girlfriend who wasn't a great influence, and so it was just a whole time of, like, finding my identity as a Christian, um, and luckily I found Southern Hills and was able to get solidified, but definitely for sure there were very, a lot of moments in, in late high school where I was questioning where I was at. What about you, JD? I think for me, um, definitely late high school is where I
2: questioned, um, a lot of different things in my faith. Uh, so, for those who don't know, I was homeschooled most of my life. But the very last year <laughs> of school, I was put into public school, my senior year. So,
0: you went 11 grades okay. without it. Somewhat. Somewhat okay. 11
2: grades. More, more like 8 of you. Yeah. Still, that's 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 hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was a struggle. But, like, I guess for those times, I really relied on my parents' faith. Mm-hmm. But once I actually got out of the house, like it was it was like, okay, now I got to kind of like figure out what is my faith? Yeah. And so when I I guess when I kind of got out and started like really struggling and really like going out into the world and really trying to figure out life on my own. It was like, okay, well, I don't even know who I am. I know like all my beliefs and everything fall into my parents and stuff like that. And I've kind of based my life off of them. But it's just like, how do I make that my own? Yeah. And so it's like, I senior year was really like, okay, I need to figure out what do I need to do for myself in order to grow my relationship with God. But then there was questions like, because I play the comparison game a lot. Um, and so there was questions of... Oh well, they're doing this. What do I need to do? I was like, oh, that's not what I grew up doing. And I was like, oh well, what, like, what do I believe? What do I not need to believe? Mm-hmm. Like, are my parents telling me the truth? Do I listen to the world? Like, it was just yeah. a lot of. This is a lot of up and down. So, but definitely, late high school was that time where I was like, okay, I need to figure things out on my own for my own kind of faith. So,
0: yeah, so that's actually so the reason I brought you in was because you guys were just coming out of college. But it, both of you just said that a lot of your questions started back in high school and so um which is good because this is a high school ministry podcast so hopefully that relates to them but yeah for me i i personally actually really started to struggle with my faith a little bit in my junior year but very much so and when i was in college because i was you know i studied i went to a bible college i was betting my whole life on becoming a pastor and then i was kind of like yo if I'm going to do this, I should probably, like, know my stuff. Like, I should really know what I believe. And so you guys have both admitted to having a p- time period like that in your life. So can you walk us through, like, I know you guys give a brief overview, but, like, one, what was it like going through that? And then how did you get out in a healthy way on the other side? So I know there's tons of questions because you could have been, like, there's science and all that or morals or whatever the question may be. But it's, like, if, if you could give something to somebody that's going through that right now, a piece of advice or something to deal with spiritually, what would you say to them if they're in that period of asking questions?
1: So for me, my my period of time um, wasn't necessarily like, I don't believe that God is real or I don't believe in Jesus, but it was like, what do I believe about him, right? Mm -hmm. Who is he, what is he calling us to do? Um, and so it really led more into a time of investigation, like you guys are talking about. Like in a, it, it's a, it was okay to ask questions. It was okay to dive in. I remember listening to tons of podcasts, um, reading books and stuff like that, and getting different perspectives. Uh, so the biggest thing was, was like, you know, like, how am I supposed to live my life as a Christian? That's how I was, what I was asking myself. And the the determining factor in setting me straight was finding Southern Hills, but not attending the church. It was actually getting plugged into a life group. We were called the Purple Llamas. If anybody remembers that, we were OG. I'm talking, we were the best life group ever. Who was your life group leader? Uh, it was KK Johnson and Daniel Brooks. Oh, man. Um, those were, are two OGs. Yes, they yeah, are, they those are were OGs as well. <laughs> they were phenomenal because this was something that I had never experienced in my life. My other churches. Or my other church, um, like we, community wasn't a thing that I realized that you needed to have until I attended here, and so it really was. I I to this day still say that my faith actually developed and grew when I got into community. So, community having people to turn to, having people ask hard questions, um, and give responses to hard questions was probably the determining factor in. How I was able to work through my faith and determine where exactly I needed to be and how I needed to grow in Christ. Mm. Now I hate to be the copycat, but that's (laughs) almost exactly what like I was gonna say. Like growing
2: up in the church that I grew up in Atlanta, like we didn't have like that really deep community. Um, It was more like a go to church, maybe go to a couple of events and go home. Like we didn't really connect um, and really have that accountability that southern hills had um it was really when i came to ccf um shout out to ccf (laughs)
0: um
2: no it was really when i came to ccf where i learned like lord like there there are people out there who care who want to actually be accountable um you know for others um just because that's the love of christ um and i remember this one time like this guy um i went to this one church and this guy was like like, he he almost didn't really know much about me, but he just knew that I was struggling with that. I was like, it's like the Lord literally just spoke to him and told like told him to say, hey, I think that the Lord is really gonna bless you in college and mm-hmm. really gonna bless you with that great biblical community. And like it's crazy because that's exactly what the Lord gave me um, through CCF and Southern Hills. But yeah, that community is key And seeking and praying that the Lord just provide those people um, to just I guess help and guide you in that. Um, especially when you're kind of like on your own, really trying to figure out what you, like what your faith is and what is going on, um, specifically for people who didn't grow up in the church. I know that can be hard. Yeah. Or who don't don't have like family members that are really you know, um, really Christians as much. Uh, definitely seeking community is seeking the right people to help with, just building, and helping you grow in that. Yeah. Was really, really key.
0: I think you guys like both hit on it because somebody said this once that like Satan or the devil or however you want to describe it thrives in isolation. Mm. And so I think many times when we have these questions that come up, whether it be genuine questions about the Bible or faith or, you know, science or, you know, all the things that we've mentioned in the past, but it's like a lot of times we look around and think we're the only people that think about that. Mm. And like we look at everybody else and look at their faith. They're not, they're not questioning, but it's like when you get in that community it, it almost is freeing because you realize, like, one, you're not the only one that's, you know, asking those questions. And then, two, you are allowed to be open and then people can help you answer those questions and, like, walk through it with you. And so I think it gives you a sense of freedom to be able to ask the questions and then also a path to be able to walk it out and find the answers to those questions that you have. so Something that you just reminded me of,
2: like you know how, like... go back to the little babies but like little kids you know (laughs) terrible twos they always ask why 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 but like that's not a bad thing they just don't know and they want to know why and they're getting into this age where oh you're telling me this but why like what like what like what's going on and that is that's the thing that I feel like people kind of want to They feel like they should get out of but like we live in a very complex world oh, yeah. and especially when you know, being a Christian like you we have a crazy amazing God that we don't even understand mm-hmm. and there are, are going to be plenty of questions that um, that we're going to like walk through and go through and it's just like don't be afraid to ask why or to ask these questions I'm like a two-year-old would. So.
0: Yeah, I think have you guys one of the most like misquoted verses to me? That gets taken out of context is the childlike faith Mm -hmm. where Jesus is like, come to me with a childlike faith, but you're, and we talked about this actually in last week's episode because it's almost like pitched as this idea that, you know, you just trust you. It's like almost like blind trust. We were like, no, that's not faith where it's like, if you look at my, you know, you know, one of my kids, like baby M or C, like they have Trust in me to the point where they will throw themselves off a of bed, and I will catch them. Mm-hmm. And they know that I'm going to. But also, if you've ever met a two or a three year old, they will ask you eighteen thousand questions in an hour, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Just leave me alone." Mm-hmm. And so, I think it's misconstrued where we think this childlike faith is just like blind faith, where you just walk around believing whatever it says. It's like no, like it's genuine interest in mm-hmm. growing in your in your in your faith, because that's where that comes from. And I think. Do you think now nah, I'm just I'm just throwing this out there, do you think the church has ever kind of felt like or you maybe feel a little bit guilty for asking questions? You know, I know you said you came to you you guys found community, but do you ever felt like that was a thing within the church where it's like kind of like don't like don't ask questions, you know, you just kinda I don't wanna say shut up and listen because that's aggressive, but like you get know what I'm saying?
2: Mm-hmm. I think the overall church sometimes and it also just depends on where you are. Uh yeah. there are definitely some churches that's just like we don't talk about that or like you talk about that only like to like one other person like you talk to the pastor about that that's mm-hmm. it like you don't really just you can discuss that later on but <laughs> like it's just but I mean like at the same time there's also other churches that are open to having those like deep conversations that usually people don't talk about like yeah. I don't know if this is okay to talk about but like one thing that people don't really speak about is hell and mm-hmm. like the Bible talks about it, and they, I don't. Know, there's just certain things in the Bible that people kind of refrain from because yeah. they either fear it or they don't understand it. Um, it's like there's two ends of
0: the the, end of the spectrum. It's like some people are like all in, right? Like, yeah, and then there's people on the other like we just we're just we're just not going to talk about anything. Really. Exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. What about you? Sam? Yeah, to
1: echo off that, I think there's there's taboo subjects and topics that's like most places like you're not going to talk about, like you're not going to address. Why a leader is doing something. Like you know, like it feels wrong to be like, why is Pastor Shannon doing that? And the reality is ninety nine percent of the time, they have a great reason. and so asking that is like, oh, that makes so much sense why he's yeah. doing this. Um, but we feel like uh, if we question it or if we call it out that we're, you know, challenging a leader or um, being disrespectful or whatever, um, but I think when we come from a genuine view of, of curiosity and just trying to understand that it, it really does help clear up miscommunications, um, because the reality is a lot of miscommunications, misunderstandings, things that some people will leave the faith over are simply questions that could have been asked and cleared up in a five-minute conversation.
0: Yeah, and I think you said use that word curiosity. I like that. It's like somebody told me one time that curiosity, and it was in the confines of, a, like, a talking about relationships, but they were like, curiosity leads to intimacy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I've never, like, I thought about that in the context of, like, a relationship. Like, yeah, I'm curious to know what my wife is doing, what she thinks. And, like, and that's, and but it's that draw to her which creates more intimacy with us. But it's like that same concept is applicable to God. And, like, he, if you're, when you're curious, you're asking those questions. It's not meant to, you know... Derail and God's gonna be like, What the heck? Why are you asking questions? But no, it's to lead to that intimacy and that growth. And I got one of the best compliments in the world the other day is that a student told me, He was like, Hey, people really like 912 because it feels safe and they feel like they can ask questions. And I was like, Oh, like that's where I want us to be, like as an overall church, and not to like brag or you know toot our horn, but it's like. If we walk in and it's like, if people don't feel safe to ask questions, then, you know, people aren't going to grow. And that's what, you know, I mean, if you look at the Bible, this is like, almost like 90% of the time Jesus speaks, it's in response to a question. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, we just have to be open. So... We've got to be able to answer hard questions, but we are coming up on our time limit, so this is your guys' last chance to say – I mean, I'll probably have you back, Sam. JD, you've definitely earned a spot for sure, but yeah. Sam's still on the fence. So, uh, But do you guys have one last thing to say on the podcast? Any advice to give to high school students? Anything like that about faith, questions, or just in general, like do your freaking homework, all right? Like what's your what would you say to them? Any last words, basically?
1: Uh, I would say – look into things, do your own research and find um, podcasts, sources, uh, websites, books, whatever. Find you that I say um, don't be discouraged when you
2: feel like you don't get the answer that you want or you don't feel like you've gotten an answer yet Um, definitely be patient when you do have questions um, because you know if you like you say you can go to all these different sources and a couple things might say different things but you're just like oh what what do i believe or am i getting the answer that i want just be patient don't get discouraged um just keep trusting the lord and praying about whatever questions you have
0: Mm, love that so I'm not I'm not going to say anything else after that. You guys crushed it. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in to this podcast. We will see you all next week. Later. Bye.